0: It is lights out, and away we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Arjun McCullough, joined, as always, by my very handsome, freshly shaven co-host, Adrian Hupp. We've got uh, three main topics we're going to get into this week. Wrapping up the Mexico GP, a lot of rumors. The rumors started early this year, and uh, Brazil's GP preview. But uh, I noticed that you have the freshly, sha- freshly shaven mustache, which is something rare for you. Is that because Valtteri yeah. Botas also has a freshly shaven mustache?
1: It's going to seem like that for sure, but it the timing was was just perfect. I shaved like yeah. two days ago, and just before we started recording, I saw that Bottas shaved. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> i just going to think I just copied Botas. which, I mean, to be fair, I liked him with the mustache, so I feel like he should have kept it. I mean, I feel like people would say the same about me, though. I don't know. I don't Look know, like I a think, baby.
0: Uh, that's how I always feel when I freshly shave, but, I don't know, it's, it's whatever your girlfriend thinks, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> so you'll have to ask her, but yes, you got some, uh, I like that the one driver covered up behind you is Max, and then, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: I'll keep that cover most of the time.
0: Yeah, but I guess that's, uh, we can just get right into the Mexican GP wrap up quick, because the man on your, I guess he's on your right, but on the screen, he's on the left. Checo is probably the biggest takeaway from the race. Um, got a few things down here. Checo, Lewis, great job to finish second. Max, 16th one of the year. Obviously very impressive. Uh, Danny had a great race, finishing seventh. And Lando, I think, went 17th to fifth, which pretty damn impressive, especially since he pitted before the red flag um, and didn't get the benefit of that. So, uh, yeah, I guess being the rebel fan, any takeaways from Checo, I don't know. Just yeah.
1: Any takeaways from that whole experience, man? I mean, it it honestly, I think he, I think he was setting himself up to almost redeem his season. Because I feel like if he had pulled that off and somehow miraculously gotten up to P one or even right behind Max or Leclaire and P two, I think people would have like completely done a one eighty on Checo. So it's hard for me to like completely just point my finger at him and be like, you moron, why would you do that? But I mean, that move in particular, I mean, he saw like a very small opportunity and I I really cannot blame him for trying to make that, make that move. But I honestly feel like he still could have potentially pulled it off. I don't know if he would have maybe gotten up to first, but I mean, he, he went really, really deep in that first corner. So just trying to repeat what Max did back in 2021 and it did not work out. Uh, I, I, I like completely lost my mind when that happened. I just like I laughed, but I was also just like, oh, like just very disappointed for him. And I know I was reading that like multiple people were leaving after the first lap, which is absolutely insane to me just as a Formula One fan. Like if both Red Bulls just were disqualified before the race, I mean, I'd be in my seat ready to go, you know. But uh, yeah, that was an insane first uh just even first turn but it also kind of ruined leclerc's race to an extent i mean he somehow was able to still put up really good times with that broken front wing but yeah, yeah that that still held him back a little bit and potentially made him lose p1 even though max was absolutely charging for that at the beginning but um major shout outs to daniel ricardo lando norris like you said uh, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Just, I guess we can go ahead. We're not really trying to s- keep it super structured, but I'll tell you something that made yeah. me really mad about the Mexican GP was the race director. Yeah. Cause yeah. multiple times this whole season we've missed overtakes live and they're doing this thing that I don't understand where they will. We'll be watching midfielders and then we'll watch a replay from 10 seconds ago and miss start missing the race. It's like, I wish we were just more on top of it and they could, Predict the action, but when Daniel was .016 seconds, that's behind Russell in the last lap in the last corner. We saw none of it at all, and we were watching. I mean, no offense to Mercedes, but we were watching just them slow clap in the garage. You know, it's just like, what's going on? You know, not saying that they shouldn't do that, but like, why are we seeing that when there's still people fighting? But uh, I, I enjoyed the Mexican GP. What did you think about Mercedes' performance this weekend, though? or this past weekend.
0: Yeah. I I enjoyed it as well. I think, uh, it's one of those ones where at the end it's like, um, I don't know. It wasn't that exciting, but then when you look back through all the stuff that happened, it was like, Oh, actually it was a good race. Um, Mercedes. I think Lewis, uh, did an amazing job. He's now 20 points behind Checo. So it's still within reach with three races and a sprint. Um, yeah, I think Lewis had a great drive. I don't know really what was going on at the end there. but kept saying his tires were falling off and they certainly did not fall off. In fact, he got fastest lap on the last lap. I don't know if they were sandbagging or what, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's I think the, obviously I'm biased but I think it's becoming more evident that there are two drivers that have set themselves apart as in Max and Lewis kind of setting themselves apart from the rest of the field in terms of like pure talent. I mean, we saw Alonzo doing it a little bit this earlier this year as well and it's hard to judge him because their car has gotten so bad, but Uh, yeah, I would have, I agree with you, I would have liked to have seen that battle at the end because even George admitted if there was one more lap, Daniel would have caught him. Um, And I didn't even know it was really that close until afterwards hearing that. Like, oh, that would have, would have been nice to have watched. But uh, yeah, overall, I'd say it was a good race. I'd say I'm looking forward to Brazil because it's Lewis's, again, one of Lewis's favorite tracks. So probably maybe his best track too. So we'll see about that. But Pretty much immediately after the Grand Prix or even after Treco got, like, knocked himself out of the race, there, the rumors, they've been going, but they're picking up pretty heavily. Uh, this week was crazy. I don't, I don't remember what day it was, but, like, it was just one after another after another. And it kind of all got started by this guy, Albert Fabregas, I not he's Spanish, putting out a very cryptic tweet, which we've talked about this how much we hate when people do this thing, basically saying they know something, but they can't tell. And like, I know something big, but I'm not going to tell. And he had said, like, I just heard something in the pack that I really hope is not true, but that it's shocking, and he doesn't blah, 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 but he wouldn't say what it was. And then he put out another tweet afterwards saying that uh, it was just kind of weird saying that. he Like, yes, it's something that he, you can infer by his tone that it was something that he did not like, so it's something he's hoping isn't true. But, I don't know, it was just a very weird string of events that led to... A lot of speculation, and Alonso is Spanish, and he got thrown right in the mix. He actually had a statement today that he's there's going to be consequences. So I don't know if maybe he's just not going to talk to this journalist anymore, because what I was from what I've seen, like this Albert Fabregas guy was relatively like reliable up until this point. So it's kind of weird for him to do this. But I guess the leading rumor would be that maybe uh, Alonso is either going to retire or Go to Red Bull next year. Um, you've been on top of all this. We've got a list of stuff, but I guess with that, we'll kind of go through that first. What, what is going on out there?
1: Yeah, the the cryptic tweet, you know, or tweet. Sorry, it it. I, I guess it's just what journalists do nowadays. But just putting out a statement like that is going. You know what exactly what you're doing. I mean, in the context of the weekend. Sergio, I mean, his seat has been the talk of the season, and after another slip-up from him when the stakes were so high, putting out something like that is automatically going to make people speculate like crazy. So there's rumors or people have been speculating that Fernando Alonso, like you said, was going to retire. The The prevailing rumor was that he was going to actually take Sergio's seat at Red Bull, which we both even said was definitely not happening but the idea of that alone was very very cool to see max or to think about max going up against alonzo in the same car to me that sounds very exciting uh, another rumor was that sergio was going to go back to his team at racing point and do like a swap with alonzo which i don't even know how that would work logistically and like with contracts <laughs> i've seen we'll, we'll we'll get back to the strolls because i feel like that's actually probably the most likely option and yeah. I've seen Albon I don't think this had anything to do with the rumor but I've seen rumors about Albon potentially being a very big front runner as a contender for Carlos Sign seat in 2025 because he's just been absolutely super impressive this season so the idea of that's cool but yeah again just pure speculation um let's make sure I'm not missing one but Oh, of course, Daniel Ricciardo's name's been thrown in there a couple of times. That's been the the biggest theory, I would say, or rumor, not theory. I guess they're kind of the same <laughs> in yeah. a way. But yeah, the we, face, they, yeah. yeah, they've been talking about how he might take Sergio's seat. There was people saying that Sergio was going to go to AlphaTauri, and I'm, I think he would retire before he'd do that. But an interesting <laughs> thing is that Alfa Romeo, or sorry, goodness, Aston Martin, Got too many names in my head. Uh, Aston Martin actually sold about 12% of a stake in their company. And that happened like the day after all these rumors were breaking and people were saying like, oh, Lawrence is selling the team. Lance is going to lose his seat. Who knows what's going to happen? And we've talked about it a little bit this season of how it's sort of been a rumor that he was going to sell the team and how potentially... Saudi investors might continue to, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to be as, uh, not, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That's not again. Oh my Lord. I'm trying to, I, I'm like on the verge of potentially digging myself into a hole here, but, <laughs> but, you know, sort of, we talked about how FIFA and, uh, the PGA, how these Saudi investors have kind of come in and tried to change the sport a little bit. And whether it's good or bad, you know, that's your own interpretation. But there's been some talk that that could be happening with Formula One. And while Lawrence Stroll did not sell his stake, they did sell that 12%. I do believe Lawrence owns 26% of the Aston Martin team, which is a majority stake. So as of right now, he is still the owner of that team. And his son is still the driver. But could that change... Even by next season, I mean, it, it's crazy how we talked about there was like no silly or very little silly season this year, but now we're getting one extremely late in the game. And it, it's kind of a little shocking to me, honestly, that we're so late in this year. We only have two races left after this weekend, and after this month, there will be no more F1 for three or four months. So, very sad, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, just to throw it back to you, is there any of these rumors that have legs to you? Like, what do you think is the most likely one, or do you think it's likely he heard something completely unrelated and just decided, "Oh, I'm going to get some engagement off this."
0: I think like may, there might have been like an inkling of something, because I can't imagine that uh, Alonso is happy necessarily with Aston Martin's steep decline um this season and he has been one that's known to jump around from teams it seems like whenever he joins a team they turn bad so i mean if he wants to join red bull i mean maybe that's exactly the the tonic f1 needs because he joins the team and they always go downhill so this year they started off well so again i stand this all to say maybe he overheard him getting mad at someone and and like threatening to retire or wanting to go to another team or something but i don't think that uh any of that is necessarily true or that there was anything concrete that he's hiding. I think this guy just wanted to get the, get the pat on the back. If something crazy did happen so he can say, Oh, I I knew about this first, which I don't know what quote that you feel like it gives you, but I guess the tweet got a lot of engagement. So I guess he wins in the end, this Albert Fabrega guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, in terms of that, I don't know. I think there's, there's definitely something going on with the Strolls and Aston Martin. And uh, whether that includes Alonzo or not, I don't know. But I, I do think it's looking more and more likely. And I don't know anything. I'm just, just based on perception that Lance Stroll doesn't really want to be there anymore. And if he doesn't want to be there, I don't think his dad wants to be there. So I don't know. I could see something happen like with that, whether it's next year or not. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's also a fake... Story about Logan Sargent getting resigned. Uh, <laughs> there was just a lot. Of, there was just a lot of stuff going around. Um, I don't know, Just sort of a weird, weird week for it to happen. Usually it happens when there's like weeks off or just a few weeks later when the season's over. Um, yeah, but like, as much as I guess, and then the Checo stuff. Like even Red Bull today were very strategic with how they worded it. They said that they have uh, no intention of replacing Checo next year or, or like something like mm. along those lines. They use the word intention. So they didn't so they're already like you could look at that and say like they're kind of leaving the door open, but yeah. I don't know. I don't think anything's definitely uh, as far as we know, nothing seems like it's concrete or set stone
1: at this point. Sure. But Hel- yeah. Helmet, uh, did you see his comments on Fernando? No, I did not. S- Helmet Mar Helmet Margo Said in an interview, he thinks that Fernando started the rumors himself. <laughs> <laughs> so we might be getting people wanted Fernando to go to Red Bull, but we might see Fernando beefing with Red Bull, which I think is really really funny. Yeah. The the Logan uh, troll, the, it got me. I'm not even gonna lie because I texted you. I was like Logan resigned, and immediately I was like, damn it, it's a troll. The person was very smart. They named, they changed their name to Formula One, had the right profile picture, and. They put like a emoji in there to look like the the gold check mark or whatever. So when you're just scrolling on Twitter, it's just like your just first reaction is just to be like, "Oh my god!" and react. Even Jensen Button liked that tweet. I want that to be known. <laughs> Jensen Button very briefly liked it and then unliked it. You could see it on his profile. <laughs> so even he was fooled. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens
0: to the best ones. It's definitely happened to me. Oh, this people, people are good at it. It's annoying. And then people, like, rip on you when you get fooled by it. It's like, well, sorry for just believing what I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to, like, double and triple check now every time. It's a little frustrating. But uh, actually, speaking of Jensen Button, uh, I'll just quickly mention that Braun GP had another new trailer to drop. Obviously, yes. that was, yeah, Jensen Button was one of the drivers. It comes out November 15th. It looks really, really, really cool. The opening of the new trailer was a little cheesy. It Reese being, like... My whole life, I've loved racing. And I'm about <laughs> to tell you a story you're not going to believe. Like, all right, where's this going? But then it cuts to, like, actual F1 footage, and it's good. But, yeah, uh, yeah the starting was a little strange. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, is, are there any other rumors or anything in that realm you want to talk about, or you want uh, to start getting into the Brazilian GP?
1: Yeah, I think we could jump into it. This has been a pretty it's weird to say slow news week because all the news has been uh-huh. rumors, but yes, I'm very excited for that documentary. I'm Braun, mm-hmm. the story of Braun. I mean, it's so perfect. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch the four, all four parts and learn some new things. Cause obviously I wasn't a fan back then. So I've gone back and tried to learn some things, but getting the full experience, being able to be taken through that uh, is going to be a good time.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it for sure. mean like the out of the cars, it's like, the higher pitch. Oh, I, I know so the v forward to that. Oh, maybe one day. The more, and then They'll never get back to that, but maybe the, maybe the sound will come back somehow one day. Um, okay. So we got another sprint. Another sprint weekend. And I'll admit, I'm even getting tired of them at this point, but historically Brazil has made good sprint races. Uh, pretty tight, windy track. So. Um, hopefully getting, just keep real and keep real and check in. But uh, the times <laughs> we got, this is, again, Eastern Standard Time, as we say every Friday, practice 1, 10.30, qualifying 2 o'clock, Saturday sprint shootout, 10 a.m., sprint race, 2.30 p.m., and then the race race, Sunday at noon. So, pretty good times, all things considered. And then, uh, obviously, the next race is Vegas, which is weird times. But, oh, my gosh. Um, we got the circuit. Autodromo Jose Carlos Pace. But it just goes by Sao Paulo, usually, like in a video game. But, uh, yeah, first Grand Prix, 1973, 71 laps. Uh, lap record, Valtteri Bottas. He's got a lot of lap records for Valtteri Bottas. He does. Such a good qualifier. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Um, let's see what happened last year. Oh, yeah, George Russell won year last year, and then Lewis came mm-hmm. second. Uh, Max had damage, but he ended up com- finishing sixth after all that coming back. Oh, yeah, this was when they wanted... Checo to, there was lots of drama here last year. They wanted Checo to, Max let Checo through, and he wouldn't. And then they got into a big argument.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh.
1: well, we'll we shall see Ooh. what happens this year. <laughs> um, yes. Some good memories yeah. at this track. I'd say, Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I talk about the Red Bull ring and Spa a lot, but as far as track's, that I enjoy driving. This is in my top three for sure. It's one of the most entertaining tracks to drive. It just has so many different types of sections. And like you said, it's made for amazing racing. I mean, even way back watching highlights, you know, Senna, uh, Lewis wore some, wore his fam- a famous outfit dedicated to Senna today. Uh, I say famous yeah. cause he's famous for his outfits, not the outfit itself, <laughs> but Uh, Yes, another thing that I actually forgot about was Kevin Magnuson got pole here last year, which is just absolutely crazy to me because it started raining, I guess, right? Because he he was one of the few people to actually set a decent lap. So uh, just a reminder that anything can happen in this sport. And even if you're at the back, you can still get like a pole position. I know Nico was probably like, damn it, (laughs) but still very, (laughs) very cool.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. What do you think, uh, in terms of uh, predictions and hopes or hopes or dreams? So, what do you want to see this
1: weekend? A reason, another reason I'm very excited is because even as a Red Bull fan, I say this every week, I always say as a Red Bull fan, and then I root for their demise. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull <laughs> seem yeah. to always screw up their setups here. I mean, they never seem to always get it right, at least the last two, three years, I remember Max always complaining about the setup and the understeer. So maybe they don't absolutely nail it on the head this weekend and they have a little bit of trouble. I would just really, really like to see some something like last year, not necessarily George Russell. I think, if, I think this is Lewis's shot this weekend to get his race win. He needs it, and I want to see it happen, and it would be absolutely epic to do it again here after... I rewatched the highlights from 2021. That is, I mean, I, I think the Formula One account posted and said it's one, or somebody posted and said it's one of the most underrated races of all time. And I agree with that. No matter if you think it's not underrated, it is. It is one of the <laughs> coolest. I mean, I re- even I remember watching that live and being like, son of a bitch, he's going to do it. He's going to catch up. And, you know, this was peak max hype for me, you know, he was chasing the championship, such an entertaining season, and I mean, I had to put my hands up and just absolutely bow down to him, that is by far the best race craft, race performance that I have seen live, I mean, I cannot understate, and I know you probably fully agree, but like, just that throwback Mm -hmm. was unbelievable, unbelievable, but this year, (laughs) I, I think, I think Lewis is going to do well. George has had a lot of self-inflicted, admittedly, a lot of troubles this season. So I think this is going to be a decent week for Mercedes. And McLaren are just really, really crushing it. I mean, Lando had really, really great pace, even though he didn't qualify very well. He managed to fight back to, I believe you said P4, if I'm not mistaken, or is that wrong? P5. P5. Yes, Carlos was P4, sorry. Yeah, because the Ferraris got the 3-4, but... Uh, And Oscar had that little shunt with Yuki Tsunoda. But I think we should be able to see some pretty decent performance from those guys, too. And, I mean, we've got the sprint. We've got a very action-packed weekend. So I hope we get something along the lines of, like, Kevin Magnuson getting pole. Maybe not K-Mag again. (laughs) I don't really see that happening. But it would be really cool because we're going to have a little bit of weather, I think. There's a chance for rain on Friday. So uh, somebody could get the—you still get— Whole oh, wait. I I, I forgot how sprints work for a second. (laughs) They're qualifying for Mm -hmm. Sunday, it's so confusing. Yeah, but so cool. Maybe like an Alex Albon or someone can sneak in there.
0: I'd love that. Qualifying, I I would say, has gotten a lot tighter. Last I don't know, maybe Rebels kind of stopped their development for the season, but at least in terms of qualifying, last week, I don't know, it's one of those tracks where if you do, there are a lot of passing opportunities, but like if Lewis can get a good qualifying and get ahead after turn one and maybe max gets bogged down a little bit amongst the other guys you never know I, I, i've been hoping all year and this is one of the this is one of the at least if you were to rank like highest percentages of lewis getting a win this is definitely up there so definitely hoping for that um i don't know i am not really sure what to what to want for Checo because i want lewis to catch check with the standard too um but i'm starting to feel a little bit bad for Checo, and i i don't know what I'm even rooting for, if I want him to be back next year, if I don't, I kind of just sometimes, since we do the podcast, I just kind of root for like whatever the best storyline is going to be or whatever the, yeah. the drama. And then kind of <laughs> like, well, what if I've done that does have Like, what if Danny Rick does go there or something? Like, I like those guys and I don't like them. So there's a lot of, a lot of factors involved, but let's kind of watch that. Um, yeah, pretty much just hoping that the same thing can happen with qualifying where Max maybe gets bogged down and has to kind of cut through the field a little bit. Um, Obviously, like I said, you can do that. Lewis did it. Max has done it before. So it can happen. I think uh, the sprint getting kind of, we've both discussed this, getting a little bit sick of them at this time, having them, so many of them this late in the year, like three or four weeks, like if the if the season was on the line, it would seem kind of a little cheapening it yeah. a little bit. But maybe, I don't know, maybe not, because maybe the racing would be so good that we'd just be happy to have more competitive racing. I don't know but they definitely got to do something about that. Um, But yeah, I'm hoping Lewis and then McLaren. Yeah. I'd like to see like a a perfect world, like a Lewis Oscar Lando podium.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I would have to just like, I don't even know. Like that'd be like just the the best weekend for you. (laughs) Yeah. It would be fantastic. I agree about the sprints though. Having this many, it's not helping. And like, I, I think it'll probably be a decent sprint because this track lends itself to that. And I've been kind of going back and forth on my thoughts on if I think the sprint should stay. Uh, I don't like how we're screwing with the original format of Formula One. But, you know, the concept of a, a sprint every now and then. I know some people are super against reverse grid orders. But Lewis today said that, you know, he won this this GP from the back of the grid. So, obviously, he's down for that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, Sergio, ah, I've, I think I've, I have come to the conclusion. I like Checo, but I don't want to see him in the Red Bull seat next year. I really don't. Even if it ends up being Yuki Tsunoda, I would be okay with that. Like, or Liam Lawson, throw him in there. Like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, he just is so uninspiring and he's just wasted that car. And yeah. he's had three. Full seasons with Red Bull. I mean, that's that's more than most drivers get, at least of late. So uh, I don't know. I I I think if Red Bull decide to keep him for 2024, he has got to absolutely get his mind right in the off season and come back just fully ready to go. And that's hard. He's got a brand new child. He's got a full family. I mean, I can't imagine the difficulty for that. I mean, we know what Mm -hmm. someone like Nico Hulkenberg he was like starving himself cut off his family to to only to beat Lewis. You know, it took that's what it took. Just <laughs> destroying yeah. his life, basically. So I don't know if he's gonna be willing to do that. But if they do decide to keep him, I think that's just them being like, we're confident enough in Max that we don't really we're not really too worried about it. Yeah. As boring of a decision as that would be, I think. I don't see him getting a podium. Of course, now that I say that, he'll probably win this weekend, but I'm gonna say Lewis is going to win. I predicted that two weeks and it hasn't happened, but I feel it. I feel it coming. I feel, I hope I'm not cursing him. <laughs> Jinxing it. Lewis is probably going to win. <laughs> Followed by LeClaire. Cause I need my boy to do good. He, the fact that he got P3 in Mexico, I think is really, really, I mean, he's, I don't know if he's necessarily max and Lewis level, but I would put LeClaire in, like, the top three or top five most talented drivers on the grid, but that's really neither here nor there. So, yeah, Lewis, Charles, and Max. Yeah, that'll be the grid. Yeah. So, inevitable. yeah, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a good weekend, though. I'm excited. But that's the good thing yeah. about sprint weekends is that Fridays aren't so casual because I still watch the free practice sessions, but I'm oh, yeah. not as zeroed in like qualifying tomorrow I'm going to be watching I'm very very pumped for that it's going to be big
0: yeah it's, it's going to be exciting I, it, it's uh, it's crazy for the engineers that they only like they only get one and like the team they only get that one hour practice and sometimes they don't even get that whole hour because either weather or something goes wrong with the car and they have to fix it um, yeah there's one last thing on Checo it, it did kind of seem like I think we maybe discussed this like there was almost a bit of him knowing that this is going to be his last chance to win a Mexican GP. Like that's why he sent it so hard on the first lap. Cause he knows maybe cause even if he is in a different team next year, realistically, they're not going to have a chance to win. So like maybe he knows he's out after the season and he's like, I just got to send it. So, if there's any race that he wants to win. Obviously it's the Mexican GP. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that, but it, you could just tell, like it looked like he was going to cry. Like I did feel bad for him, but that's racing. And if you don't, uh, especially on a team like Red Bull, if you're not, you're not living up to that, that standard, then you're not going to be there. So, again, so many interesting storylines up and down the grid. Interesting to see how Danny Ricciardo does again. Um, yeah, the McLaren boys, the Ferrari guys. Don't want to see a repeat of George Russell, but uh, I don't know if you can get a fourth or fifth. Uh, the standing is interesting. Like, he's, he's down there in eighth place. So,
1: yeah. You know, had a stinker of a season
0: yeah not not very not very good but yeah we'll uh we'll be back next week to wrap it up anything else
1: yes the only thing friday which is tomorrow if you're watching this actually if you're watching this it'll be today you're about to watch pre-practice one most likely uh or you've just watched it there is a 40 (laughs) percent chance of rain tomorrow Uh, uh unsettling with threatening cumulus clouds developing in the afternoon, moderate chance of showers, possibly thunderstorms in the afternoon and evening. So who knows? Maybe FP1 will be clear and then qualifying. We might get a little bit of rain. Like I said, might get another crazy pole position. You never know. Uh, the only other thing is Daniel Ricardo. I did just see this. He made a comment that Red Bull have not talked to him about taking over Checo's seat in 2024. So if Red Bull are planning a driver swap, they're being very, very quiet about it. And they're not insinuating that whatsoever, which is very strange for them. Yeah, I'm sure Helmut Marco will come out and say something at some point.
0: But uh something you maybe one last thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if there is rain tomorrow and they have to set up the car for qualifying, it'll be interesting to see because they go into park. they can't change the car after tomorrow. So even if it's like if it's raining during qualifying, but they need the car. For sunshine in the race on sunday some teams are going to set up the car for qualifying to get a good qualifying and some teams the smart thing to do obviously is just set up the car for the race so we can make the spot back but a lower team now might be like hey let's try and, get our a and set our car up for rain and try and get the top of the grid so that'd be kind of cool to see a uh, different setup if the rain
1: does come during qualifying mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it does, honestly, because usually Mm -hmm. rain equals more entertaining race (laughs) or qualifying. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. All right. Send us out of here.
1: Yes, I think that's it. A little bit of a short episode this week. We usually try to go at least 45 minutes, but yeah, very slow news week. I mean, we can't talk about hypotheticals all all episode. You guys, we got to have some concrete stuff, but come back next week and we will for sure have some concrete news. Hopefully some big updates are going to come out between now and next week, but who knows? We'll definitely be there for a recap of the Brazil GP. And then even though it's not the following weekend, we're going to for sure start talking about Vegas. So come back next week and thank you guys so much for watching. Please share and rate the podcast and we'll see you next week.